There's a quote that says, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Have you ever thought about the dreams in your heart and the things you'd love to do with your life and just been scared to take the risk, scared to take the leap, scared to do what you feel like is actually in your heart to do? Listen, if so, welcome to the human race and join the club. (laughs) If you've ever wrestled up against fear and realized, I think fear is the one thing that stands in my way, then you are probably right. And in today's episode, my return guest, Kelly Tyen, is actually a coach and helps women push past fear and overcome the fears that limit them. And so she's going to share how she recognized that fear was a barrier in her life and what she did to move past it. It's a super good one. So let's jump in. Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for joining me for another episode here at Java with Jen. I have a return guest with me today who I have loved every time she's come on. Her name is Kelly Tyen, and she is responsible for the brand called Addicted to the Climb. She has a podcast, a book, and a whole brand built around this concept. She is a can-do woman who is all about reaching your, not just your goals, but your potential and moving past anything that would limit you from living the fullness that God has put inside of you. So Kelly, thanks for coming back on my show. It's so good to have you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. What a blessing. I cherish this time together. So thanks. Me too. And we had, I'll drop the link in the show notes. I had Kelly quite a few months back. We had talked about five um, mindset shifting beliefs that can keep you in a growth mindset. Uh, I'll put the link to that in the show notes if you guys want to go catch her other episode. But Kelly, why don't you introduce yourself to any of my listeners that you may be new to so that they know who you're, who you are and where you're from and what you're all about. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much again for having me. I'm Kelly Tyen. I am a wife, a mom of two. I'm from Boston, which you will notice in a few minutes as I start talking. <laughs> And I have, I've born and raised here my whole life. And um, I start, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 20 years old. So you can guess how old I am and how many years that's been. <laughs> and I'm not telling, <laughs> but it's been a long time of just creating and just taking a risk. And I love every minute of it. And I'm so happy to say that now my brand's called Addicted to the Climb, as you have mentioned is really all about climbing. And like you said, helping others and taking them with me. So that's so good. I love it. Well, Kelly also is a hearing God's voice junkie. She's um, passionate about like just being led by the Holy spirit. And that's, I think one reason why we connect so well. Um, But Kelly, we're going to dive into today. You and I were talking about pushing past fear and how fear can be um, limiting. It can distort who we are. It can honestly, fear can change our whole personality, but fear is always primarily a barrier to us stepping into taking risk, doing things that we want to do or that the Lord has carved out for us. And you shared with me that you used to be an elementary school teacher. And Mm -hmm. that was part of your revelation of like, Hey, I'm living in fear and I need to step past. So why don't you share your story with us? Thank you. Yes. I thought my whole life I was going to be a teacher. So that's what I did. 
because we're told when we were young, you know, you choose a profession, jump in, and that's what you do. So as I was teaching, I loved my students so much, but I really wasn't fulfilled. I knew there was more. Do any of you feel like that right now, that you're maybe doing something that you've been doing and you feel a nudge or a, a tug, but yet this is the, your norm. You're just doing what you do every single day. You're putting up with what you're doing every single day. Well, for me, I got to a place where I just wasn't happy anymore. And so I jumped into network marketing first because I wanted to learn what it's like to be in the room with other people. And I loved selling. I wanted to try selling. And so I, I dabbled in network marketing and my life just exploded. Mm -hmm. I was afraid. We you mentioned fear. I was afraid because it was very unknown industry to me. But again, I had that tug that there's something more out there. And if I don't try something different from mm -hmm. teaching, I'll never know. And I knew for me, I didn't want to live my life in regret. So first thing that we need to take into consideration is if you're living in fear mm -hmm. at the end of your life, do you also want to face regret? Because if you're not willing to step out of comfort and step into something unknown, you'll never know. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying it always works out. Sometimes it doesn't, but at least you tried. So for me, I jumped into this network marketing company. It was super fun. It just opened my eyes to so many possibilities of what I was made to do. And it, I saw other women doing things that were just blowing me away from selling, making money to earning, to climbing a ladder. And that was the start of me getting addicted to the climb. Yeah. Wow. So I love that you had enough self-awareness to realize like you paid attention to yourself because I know that sometimes depending on the environments we've grown up in, we can be told to like, hey, you should be content. You should be content where you are, you know, live out your career again. Like I think the industrial age was more lifelong career minded people. Now we're in the information age and things are just built differently. Like it's not abnormal to change your career multiple times in your lifetime. And I think that's fine. You know, as long as you're good at what you do, you have a good work ethic, whatever. But I love that you had enough self-awareness to realize like, I'm not fulfilled. And you didn't just chalk it up to it's okay. Just push through. You'll get there. You know what I mean? And so the fact that you were aware, like, Hey, I'm, I'm scared, but that means that maybe I need to jump, you know? And so how did you, how did you discern for yourself that it wasn't a situation where you just needed to push through, get some perseverance. It's going to be okay on the other side and that you actually needed to jump. How did you figure that out? You know, it's funny because I, I, I think it was just my curiosity. Mm -hmm. I, I was always very curious as a kid and I was always interested in what other people were doing. Uh -huh. So being a teacher, I was so bored, you know, <laughs> like I, you know, I, I, not bored. I, again, I loved the students. I loved having them in front of me, all the eyeballs, like teaching them but bored in my heart. Like I just knew there was something else out there. Mm. So I, I, that's just how I, I always liked taking a risk. I would always try doing something new. I, you know, even with fear, yeah. because at the end of the day, even as a young girl, I knew if I don't try, 
again, I don't want to live with regret and I'll never know until I try. That was really the mentality I had, honestly. And I was like that growing up. Mm -hmm. I was the one saying, let's do this. I'll go skiing at the top of the mountain. <laughs> I, I remember just going up the mountain and petrified, but I wanted to try so badly. And I didn't even know how to ski, Jen. I really didn't. Oh, wow. I went a few times. So I think it was just part of me that, and as I grew up, I wanted to try things more and more. Because once you step out of that comfort zone one time, you start building courage to try mm -hmm. it again. And once you start building courage, it builds confidence. So they all tie in together. Like if you're afraid right now of stepping out, you're facing fears over stepping into the unknown, whether it's walking into a gym, right? Let's face it. I work with a lot of women. They're petrified to walk into a gym because they think everyone's looking at them. They don't feel equipped enough to go into the gym. They don't know what they're doing. Well, guess what? If you walk into the gym that one time, something will rise up inside you. I promise. And it's called courage that you did that. You can walk away. Even if you just walk through the gym, you still did it. Mm -hmm. And it builds courage, which gives you confidence to try it again. And that's what my life has been all about at this point is stepping in, building courage and which builds confidence and teaching others that they can do the same thing. We don't have to stay where we are. And you hit it perfectly when you said we're living in an age where people are pivoting all the time and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to try something new. It's back then most people didn't, but today it's exciting to do something different and try yeah. something new to see if if it's a good fit for you yeah. because you either you know learn from it or and then you move on if it doesn't work yeah yeah which i which i think is a really good point in that a lot of times people put pressure on themselves well if i do this new thing and it doesn't work out i failed and they just they put so much pressure on the exploration that they forget the fact like, hey, you had gotten your teaching license. You had been a teacher. You had experience there. If what you're exploring didn't work out, you could always go back to teaching, right? And so- That, that was in my head all the time. You hit it. That was yeah. in my head all the time. I can always go back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I think that is important. You know, there's some personalities that are so adventurous, they don't have any stability. And so it's important that you had at least gotten some stability in place where you had yeah. something you could fall back on. So you weren't, you know, being irresponsible with your family or with anything like that. Um, but I just, I think it's important that if anything, I think as humans, because we're wired for survival and safety, we will find ourselves more easily staying in a safe, what feels safe place rather than stepping out and taking a leap and doing something adventurous. And so um, that actually reminds me of a uh, parable from the New Testament where the parable of the talents, the men who were given the talents. And I've talked about this a lot on my show because I feel like this parable has impacted so much of my business journey, but where the guy who buried his talent and then the other two took the talents that they were giving given and they invested them and multiplied them, right? In essence, they were working on borrowed money. They were working on debt. And the one guy was afraid and even admits to that, I was scared because you're a hard master. So I went and buried it so I could give it back to you. And the master was like, you are a wicked and perverse servant. You could have at least put it in the bank so I could have gained interest. And so I feel like there's a principle there because to the other two that took a risk, 
and multiplied what they did, the master said to them, you have been good and faithful servants. You were faithful with little. You will be entrusted with much more. There's a principle of God's kingdom there that a we're meant to be faith people, which means we can't live by fear. We can't let fear determine our actions because then he will consider like, Hey, that's wicked because you are a faith people because you serve a God who works all things for your good. So even when you make a mistake, you can step out with courage because he's going to work it for your good. Anyways, what would you say to all that? Oh my gosh, so much. I mean, fear is just a liar. I mean, that's really what fear is. It's not truth. And mm -hmm. if we're here being believers, if we're trusting and putting our hope in God, all things work out for our good, no matter what. That's where our faith has to be super strong and we have to be grounded in our faith. And listen, if some of you right now are new to faith, that's okay. Um, spend time with God so you can get to know him and lean on his word that he tells us and teaches us in the Bible. And that's how you'll break through these fears because yeah. fear is going to creep up all the time. We're human yeah. every single day. I want to tell you a quick little story. Go ahead. I had a mammogram a few weeks ago. So I'm a breast cancer survivor. Okay. Mm -hmm. You guys, I'm 15 years breast cancer free, but talk about fear. I mean, in the beginning, especially like I didn't know what was going to happen if I was, if this was it, if this was the end of my life, but fast forward, I just had a mammogram a few weeks ago and they called me back after I was done and it's already nerve wracking to begin with, but they yeah. said, we want to see you yeah. again for a 3d imaging. I'm like, oh my gosh. So the fear starts rising up, you know, like it's, it's just, it's what it does. It tries to grip us, put us in a chokehold, make us believe that something that's not true because here I am. I just got my results at actually yesterday mm -hmm. that the second mammogram is clear, Good. but there was a moment that fear was just, it was, it was really just, it was rising so much in me. And I said, listen, Jesus, I'm surrendering. I know that you promised me that if I can put my faith and trust and hope in you, that no matter what the outcome is, I am not wavering in my faith. Mm -hmm. So I'm a big believer when things start, when fear starts attacking us, I say maybe a hundred times a minute, faith over fear, faith mm -hmm. over fear. I have a lot of visuals in my uh, house, in my car, on my phone to remind me because there's times when that fear just starts coming and it's like a, a storm in your life, but you have to remind yourself of who you are and whose you are because fear has no power over you. God's in control at all times. We don't know the outcome and I don't want to know the outcome, <laughs> right? Half right. the time, I don't even want to know the outcome, but I just want to put my faith and trust in him and know that no matter what happens, I don't, I'm not wavering in my faith. It's not an option. And I'm going to face the storm head on. Yeah. And I think we can do that not only in a mammogram, but in anything we're facing. Yeah, it's so true. And I think too, in those key moments when fear comes in, I think heaven is listening and the enemy is listening for what words are going to come out of our mouth. Because whenever we face fear, it's an opportunity for us to decide 
because our words are the authority. That's how we establish our authority in this earth or how we um, execute our authority in this earth is through our spoken words. And so if in that moment, instead of saying faith over fear, faith over fear and speaking in agreement with faith, if you had started confessing all these fear-based thoughts, well, that gives the enemy a right to take action on those things because you've just spoken it through your words. My gosh, that's so powerful. It is so true. And that's why I said I have so many visuals, like my mirrors in my house. I have mantras that I have in one of my favorite ones that I started saying probably a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I talk about it so much is I will not be defeated by my inner negative voice. Mm -hmm. Like whenever I start the negativity like rises up and tells me I can't or I shouldn't or be afraid. I will not be defeated by my inner negative voice. We have to take our power back. It's up to us because what we're thinking, like you said, really dictates our actions. Mm -hmm. And if we're thinking that we're going to go under and we're thinking that this breast cancer is coming back over and over, we're going to make ourselves actually physically sick. Yeah. Most of the time we do that to ourselves before we even know the outcome of yeah. things. And yeah. so the thinking that leads to the action, there's two different ways that this can go down. If you're thinking positive and you're thinking Jesus and you're thinking faith, well, you, you will get through it. I promise you, God is with you. And if you're thinking the opposite and letting the devil tear, tear you apart, you're going to be on the floor. It's, it's, it is the way it is. I mean, I've been on both sides of that Mm -hmm. and I've witnessed it in people. So we got to train and rewire our thinking, especially when we're going through things to think godly thoughts and focus our thoughts more on faith. Yeah, no, that's so true. And a lot of people don't realize, like some people probably hear this stuff and they're like, Oh, here we go again. All these optimistic people saying all these think good thoughts, blah, 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 blah. But what they don't realize is like God actually, it gets down to the fundamental cellular level, cellular level of our bodies is that scientifically your brain only has two kinds of thoughts. They're either fear-based thoughts or faith-based thoughts. That's literally scientifically All of our thoughts come down to two things. Even if you go sit in a chair, there's faith-based thinking behind that in that I trust the chair will hold me, right? So what people don't realize is that when you have, and this is Caroline, Dr. Caroline Leaf stuff coming out right now. uh, But when you have faith-based thinking, it releases healing chemicals in your brain that heal your body. But when you have fear-based thinking, it releases toxins in your body that breaks down the communication between the cells in your body. So it over time destroys your health and doctors and um, physicists and all these people have found that 80 to 90% of sickness is actually emotionally rooted. And it's because if we have fear-based thinking, those toxins are consistently being released in your body. That's why it feels good. And and we like intuitively being around positive people because they literally are feeding the life source in our bodies. Like it's, it's actually physically healing. So your body and your mind and your heart will always migrate towards people who are positive. If you're a positive person, if you're a negative person, you'll migrate towards what you're like. And so you'll migrate towards negative people. So if you're surrounded by negative people, You should Mm -hmm. probably do a little self-evaluation. Maybe I'm more negative than I realize. And that all comes down to fear-based thinking. And so 
There's a little commercial for Caroline Leaf right there. So what would you say, though, are some like red flags or indicators or even byproducts of like, because a lot of times we don't realize if we're not practicing self-awareness, we don't always realize we can develop blind spots and habits in our thinking that we don't realize are fear-based versus faith-based or that it's an opportunity to change how we think. And so what are some red flags or byproducts of someone who is a fear-based thinker uh, that they can keep an eye out for so they can look at the fruit of their life and be like, oh, maybe I need to change some things. Well, you said it perfectly that you have to become aware of your thinking, mm-hmm. right? And like you said, so many people, they're not, they don't sit, they don't journal. They're not, they're just living day to day in whatever they're practicing thinking. See, we're all thinking the same thoughts. I, I don't know the number, but it's something like, I'll throw this out and it's probably not right, but 60% of our thoughts are on repeat every day. Think about that. What you think about every day, there's probably some patterns in there. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're feeding, whether it's negative thoughts or fear-based thoughts, you're feeding those every single day. They're just growing little by little. And that's just what you're doing. You have to become aware of what you're thinking during the day. And you have to be the one to make a decision. Say, wow, I'm telling myself every day I'm so um, ugly. Okay. That's just an example. Mm -hmm. Every single day you look in the mirror and you're just miserable. Like, Oh, I wish I could change this. I wish my nose, Mm -hmm. I wish my whatever. And this is where we have to become aware of that. If we like feeling like that ugly and feeling like we need to change everything on ourselves, well, fine, stay that way. But if you're sick and tired Mm -hmm. of the way it makes you feel, then it's up to you to make some changes and say, you know what, I'm going to replace that no matter what, even if I don't believe it yet. So this is the, the, the sweet spot. I like to write down those mantras, even if I don't believe them, because if I say them long enough, I will actually convince myself of them. So Jen, there was a time in my life where years ago, because I was a teacher, as I told you, so I was never in real business. Like I didn't work for corporate America. Mm -hmm. So as I was transitioning over the years in my thirties and figuring out what I'm doing next, I always felt a little inferior to corporate people. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel I was smart enough. And I told myself this for years. I just, I had a lot of girl girlfriends that worked in corporate America in these big jobs. And I kind of was more silent around them because I didn't know what I would contribute would be significant for them. Mm -hmm. And so I was telling myself that all those years, I was telling myself every time I'm with these people, I probably shouldn't say much because they're going to say better things than I did, which Mm -hmm. was a lie the whole time. So, but I was feeding those lies. I had them on replay. I was thinking these things until I said, wait a minute, Kelly, hold on. Did Jesus create you? Yes. Does Jesus love you? Yes. What does Jesus say about you, Kelly, in the word? So I went and dug deep into that Mm -hmm. because I got to a point where I didn't want to believe what I was telling myself over and over. I wanted to believe what God was telling me. Mm -hmm. So first, to answer that long-winded answer, it's really just making ourselves aware of the things that we're thinking every day. And even if you just change one thought, it's, it's a start and that's where it all starts. Mm -hmm. And then you say that thought 
a positive thought over and over until you actually believe it. I started telling myself, I am smart. I am capable. And I would write those I am statements to this day. I still do that. I write, I remind myself that I am, why am I thinking less of myself? God created me perfect the way I am with the skills. He's already equipped me with things that those people don't have, Mm -hmm. nor should they have them. He made Kelly, Kelly, Uh Jen, Jen. So, so that's where we can get into. I mean, that's a whole thing about, you know, imposter syndrome and comparing yourself. I mean, that, that could be another podcast. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'm glad you named those because I feel like, I feel like some, some indicators that we're living in an unhealthy fear-based mental space is comparison and, Mm -hmm. and living in a place where we're constantly comparing. And then by default, feeling poorly about ourselves or our life or our marriage or our kids or whatever. Um, So comparing is one. I feel like um, if you're complaining a lot and if you find yourself complaining a lot, that's a huge indicator that there's a lot of fear-based thinking happening because thankfulness and gratitude is the language of faith. And I, I used to ask the Lord, like, like why in scripture, like he literally killed people, his people over complaining. Like the Israelites, so many of them never made it into the promised land because of complaining. And I was like, Lord, why is complaining such a big deal to you? And he said, complaining is not the language of faith. It's the language of fear. It is the language of the enemy. And so complaining is an indicator that your your mindset is not in the right place. And then I think also criticism, which they all kind of go together. You know, they kind of feed each other. Um, but criticism is in there too. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll just even ask the people who hear me talk a lot my sisters, people around me, like, Hey, is there any area in my life where you hear me like criticizing myself, complaining a lot or, um, being really uh, critical or whatever. And I'd be like, can you tell me where I'm doing that? Because they'll usually have fresh eyes. They can see it because they feel it when it's happening and then they'll be able to speak to those things. So that's even a good place to start. If you, uh, the listeners are not sure, you know, where you might be doing that, just pay attention to what's coming out of your mouth, because that's always the fruit of your thought life. Mm. And asking your spouse, if you're married, they're with you a lot. And I know for me that my husband will point things out. Kelly, you're saying that over and over. So that's a, you know, that's a great one. I think is asking your best friend or who you spend the most time with. Yeah. Am I, is it, you know, that's a good start. So you can start becoming aware of these thoughts. Absolutely. Not true. Okay. So what are, um, what can people do? Like, so you, you did mention being self-aware, replacing their thoughts is, and writing their mantras down. So we've kind of hit on this already, but I know that you also have some things that you do to help people in this area, to deepen their faith. And, and I know that a lot of times if we get hyper fixated on a problem, then sometimes we actually get stuck in that problem. Whereas we really need to pivot and focus on the solution. So what do you do as far as putting tools in people's hands to help them get past wrong thinking? Honestly, I mean, it's, it's this simple. This is for me. It's just going to prayer. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's prayer. It's your conversation with God. I'm telling you, the more I get on my knees, the more I open up my heart and mind and eyes to him in prayer getting quiet, getting still. A lot of us don't like to do that, but it's in those quiet moments that you can hear God's voice. Mm -hmm. You really can, whether it's just, 
you know, when you know better, you can do better. And he opens your eyes to different things, the more you're in tune with him. So for me, Jen, it's really prayer. Mm -hmm. I just, that's my go-to. And that's where all my answers come from. Yeah. Quiet times. Yeah. That makes sense though, because really, even if, even if let's say, let's say someone listening, isn't a faith person getting still getting quiet, Mm -hmm allows the things in our heart to surface so we can see it. But you're right. Prayer is essential because I feel like only the Holy spirit can so kindly reveal things that are in our lives that are unhealthy without it feeling shaming. You know what I mean? He's so healthy about the way he does it. So tell us about, I know that you like to help women um, achieve more in their life and deepen their relationship with the Lord. And there's a couple things that you do. Why don't you talk about your mastermind and um, you know, you're addicted to the climb program and everything you've got going on. So the mastermind is a 12 week program. I do love helping women just see themselves the way God sees them. All the things we talked about, eliminating fear. Why are you living stuck? Why aren't you climbing higher? What is holding you back? Mm-hmm. All these things, I bring them together in my mastermind, Addicted to the Climb, so they can co-labor with God on their mm-hmm. journey. I think a lot of times, so, some people, not all, but we put our work over here. We have our faith over here. We put our partner over here. But God wants to touch upon every area of our lives so you can live a fulfilled life. And the only way to do that is by partnering up with him in every way. So for me, my mastermind is founded on faith. Mm -hmm. So it's helping women just deepen their faith through the 12 weeks. We do Bible studies. We do prayer. We talk about setbacks and all the things that we mentioned on your show so far. And it's also about the climb. So addicted to the climb is about taking a risk. All the things we talked about too, it's touching upon setting up boundaries. I know for me, I work with just women. So a lot of times we do so many things for everyone else that we're so tired at the end of the day. But if we just put a few boundaries in place, you will have a fresh um, perspective on your life in a different way. You'll just feel better when you wake up knowing that you did a little something for yourself or set a few boundaries or said no to certain people that weren't making you feel empowered in any way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we, again, we tolerate what we tolerate in our lives and that's how we stay stuck. So my goal is to help women break out of stuck find themselves again, know that God created them on purpose for a purpose. We all have a purpose here in life. And all of this we do with him together. And so it's, it's all about the empowering of our faith and activating our faith in a new way. That's so good. And you had, and I don't remember if we just talked about this before, or if we've already talked about it in the episode, because they're blurring, but you had mentioned, um, that a lot of times that we can live in a place of fear because we start accepting our environment or our reality and Mm -hmm. then tolerating where we are. And I think that's such a very insightful thing to tackle because I feel like that's at the very beginning that opens the door to the conversation because, you know, in essence, when we're tolerating something, it becomes a blind spot. It becomes something we're so accustomed to kind of like in the work environment, they say that if you're new to a work environment, the first 90 days is when you need to write down, especially if you're in a management position, 
you write down everything that you see that needs to be addressed because in those first 90 days, you'll be the most sensitive to anything that's not healthy or not right or not good. But mm-hmm. after those 90 days, you become accustomed to those things and wow. then you're blind to it after a while. And I feel like that's what you tackle. It is so true. It, that's, that's how we live our lives. It's, it's all about our environments, right? Like you mm-hmm. said, we get accustomed to our environment and there comes a time we have to be aware oh my gosh, I'm in an environment where everyone's complains all the time, or I'm in an environment, my my friend group is really just talking about the same old thing. So for me, I was in that place for a long time. It wasn't until, and I think we talked about this before we press record, but for me, it wasn't until I put myself in new environments, put myself in rooms with people that were game changers. They were using their voice. They were climbing to new heights. And my eyes were like, wow, there's so much more possibility for me just being in the room with these people. I felt empowered. So it's really important for us to be aware of our environment. And then, like you said, even writing things down that you're not happy with, because sometimes I feel we can love our best friends, but we don't have to be with them all the time. We have to break out of these circles if we feel like we're not climbing higher we have to find ways to elevate our minds and our lives and our health with people that are doing that. And there's always a group out there that you can latch on to. Trust me. I mean, we're in the era of like, there's all access for all, everything. Yeah, it is. So it's, it's true, it's, right? It's so true. And it reminds me of a passage in Hebrews, actually. And I feel like maybe this is a word for somebody who's listening, but there's a passage in Hebrews that says, as long as it is called today, do not fail to encourage one another so that your hearts may not be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And, and the reason I bring that out is because the idea of like, oh, you need to surround yourself with empowering people, surround yourself with positive people. It, it's become such a trendy um, mm. idea that some people can tune it out and go, oh, blah, blah, blah. These just feelsy people, whatever. But the reality is that passage makes it very clear. Like it says, as long as it's called in today, do not fail to encourage one another. That means people who are giving life to you, people who are building you up and empowering you so that your hearts are not hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Meaning if we're not surrounded by an encouraging environment, the impact will be our hearts will grow hard. That's a big deal. And so it is a big deal what you're saying, surrounding yourself by people who will challenge you and empower you and speak life into you. And I think that's what makes your program important because in essence, they're putting themselves into an environment that's going to do that. Absolutely. Community is everything. That is how we grow especially if we align in the right communities. So please, if you're feeling alone or stuck, you can reach out to me or definitely find a community that will just breathe life back into you. That's that's what it's it's about. And especially faith. Faith. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. So um, so your mastermind actually is starting up pretty soon, right? Are you still taking students for that? I'm still taking students. It starts September 5th, the day after Labor Day. So Yes. Based on when this comes out, the doors are open. Okay. Well, we will be this. So I'm going to actually put this one up um, next week. And so that way, yeah, that way people can get to it right away. Um, So how would they get a hold of you if they wanted to do this? Do they email you, go to your website? They can, they can go to my website. They can email me. 
honestly, I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram. If they find me there, they can send me a DM and just DM me mastermind. The link is in my, in both LinkedIn and Instagram. They can look at what it's all about and they can DM me there. Okay, perfect. And you guys, she oh, also- Kelly Tyan, my name. It's just my name, Kelly Tyan. KellyTyan.com. Okay. Um, and you guys, listen, she has other resources. She's got her podcast. She's got her book. She's got this mastermind, which if you need a community and you're like, all of the people around me are negative and horrible, jump into this. Like, I would encourage you to really consider this. The link will be in the show notes or you can go to her website. And then also you had a freebie, like a free downloadable for people listening, right? A free gift. I do. I do. It's seven power statements and seven Bible verses to really show you who you are in Christ. Mm -hmm. So grab that freebie and let it empower you right now. You'll love it. Perfect. That's awesome. And that'll be in the show notes as well. So Kelly, thanks so much for coming back on. It was so good to connect with you and have you share with my listeners again. Thank you you so much for having me. God bless you all. Keep on climbing. (laughs) keep on climbing. Well, you guys listen, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you are interested in any of the stuff Kelly shared, just jump down into the show notes. I'm going to make it really easy for you to go check out her stuff. And otherwise share this episode with somebody. Listen, you guys sharing episodes like this, you never know when one, one new thought process, one new thought can literally fork someone's road and help them choose a different path. And doing something as simple as sharing a podcast episode is easy to do and can enrich the people that you care about. So send this episode out to a few people, throw it on social media, tag me so I can see that you're doing that and can share it around as well. And otherwise, you guys, I will see you next week for another episode at Java with Jen. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, hey, It's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember, hearing God's voice is simple, and He wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.